hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Well, I can tell you what my favorite thing is not. It's to watch the Wild get smoked here. 4 nothing tonight at the X. I'm at the X. AJ, um, as always, um, joining me from the from his home base so he can produce this thing. We always appreciate him doing that. Um, this this building emptied out with um, after Jason Robertson scored at the 9.57 mark of the third period. An atrocious third period. We'll talk about it, AJ. A lot to get to. Um <laughs> So here's where I want to start, though, with this game. Your special teams tonight was an absolute disaster. The Wild not only was 0 for 6 on the power play, and just to put that in perspective, uh, by my from my notes, Dallas got two power plays, and they were 1 for 2. But furthermore, the Stars also scored not one, but two short-handed goals, and and when uh, Faxa got the shorty in the third period, that had actually been preceded by an opportunity in which Hints should have put home a Sagan pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the defensive breakdowns, the misplays, and I know guys are out, but you know what? Zuccarello's back. Foligno's back, okay? There's a difference between you're missing guys, and that's too bad, um, and basically throwing in the towel and tonight was tonight was bad i mean age tonight was that special teams awful misplays awful my guy brock faber was guilty of at least two monumental mistakes one that cost him a goal Mm -hmm. um so i cannot find any silver lining in this game unless it's part of a bigger picture now tank a la the vikings you know a couple of weeks ago the Wild got, got hot. In, in fact, John Hines, 14 games in as the new coach of this team age, was at home. Since then, 1-5, and five, and the victory was that miracle at Columbus on Saturday. And, I mean, that Columbus team is A, a mess, and B, they gave that game, uh, which should have been a win for Columbus, they gave that game to the wild and 0-4 now at home in that one and five stretch. Um, your thoughts on what I consider to be a pretty disgusting night here at the X. You said it's going to be hard to find a silver lining. I'll give you one. And the only one I can think of, and this is a major spin zone, I think, in my in my case. Jesper Wallstedt Volstead is in the same locker room as Mark Andre Fleury. Just being around him being a young guy in the presence in the locker room within the vicinity, the same facility as a future hall of famer. That's got to be worth something. Is it going to be worth anything tonight? Probably not. But what I imagine is he's going to go back. He's going to see how probably pissed Mark Andre Fleury is that he just lost in a game where he's, you know, probably hoping to get that uh, move into second place alone in second place in front of the hometown crowd is the team in front of him lets him down. And uh, granted he, had a had had that one that just squeaked through. I mean, the leakers give it and they take it away. They had one uh, to force OT against Columbus, and it comes back to bite them here tonight. But um, that is my one silver lining. Everything else was bad. Everything the, else was bad. Yeah. So the you're um, you're talking about the second goal in the second period, mm-hmm. which ma- made it too uh, ripped. In. First 
two periods a lot of time was marvelous. I mean, he made that that glove save on Sam Steele was the second posterized save this guy's made in the last two two games. Um, the one that snuck through was not great, but to me, if I was to do a pie chart of who's to blame or what positions are to blame, goaltending is a distant third or fourth. I mean, your special teams, your special teams was a complete mess. Um, again, at home, six power plays. Like you are given six power plays and you can't score. I think on like the first three, they had five shots. Um, you know, the shorties, the defensive breakdowns. And, and I saw, you know what? Kirill and Brodeen returning is going to help. But I guess my question is this. Is it going to help enough with, with how up and down this team has been with and without them? Um, I just thought tonight was a, a at home. I thought tonight was just a horrific performance. I didn't I, I don't see. Uh, well, they tried hard. You, you know, this goes back age to um, was it a week ago? Was it a week ago, Tuesday or two weeks ago now uh, when they played Calgary and lost? And I thought they played pretty damn well. And it, it was a tough loss at home. Uh, it definitely hurt. But they came out and definitely played, I thought, a competitive game. First period was bad. After that, it was. But then they came back here on Thursday and laid a clunker. And this tonight, this tonight was was one of the biggest clunkers of the season. And here's what's here's the incredible thing. You played at Dallas on November the 12th. And lost eight to three, so you played two um, incredible clunkers against the Stars, in which you have now been outscored by a total of twelve to three. And and just also Matt Murray, okay, this is not him. This is not the guy. In fact, I wrote this down, okay. This is not the guy. If you're if you're like, did Matt veteran Matt Murray surface with the uh, Dallas Stars? You know, the twenty nine year year old Matt Murray from Thunder Bay who's played eight years, 272 games, has had stops. In fact, he is the guy who sort of took over for Flower in the postseason in Pittsburgh, and then he went to Ottawa, and he is now currently with Toronto. He's hurt. No, this is a 25-year-old goaltender who, who with, with um, Jake Ottinger out for the past 10 games, he's close to returning, but the Lakeville native is not back yet. And Scott Wedgwood, basically having been relied on for quite a while by the Stars, this kid was recalled. Um, this was his first game of the season with the big club, and he had played in his career three National Hockey League games, a 339 goals against, an 844 save percentage. This is not the Matt Murray you think it was. This is a guy who basically was put between the pipes because. Dallas was desperate. He records 23 saves. He only faced two shots in the third period, and the Wild went home. Yeah, uh, the Bally crew put up a graphic pregame that was like, Matt Murray versus, he had the goaltending match, Matt Murray versus Marc-Andre Fleury, career numbers. It was like 1,003 games for Marc-Andre Fleury, three for Matt Murray. And I was like, one, I must have missed a trade or something, and two, um, that's not right. He, Matt Murray's played more than three games in his career. And then, yeah, I went to do a little digging and five minutes later, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this screams Minnesota wild is losing Uh, little did I know it'd be a shootout. But uh, to your point a few moments ago, yeah, it, it huge clunker. The thing that I, 
the trend I think that I was getting really frustrated with leading up to I guess the majority of the season, they would start so slow, like that first period was their warm-up period, and then they would eventually get better. And, they, and you know, and, the, and then the third period, that was their time. Tonight it was the exact opposite. And I think that's what's even more frustrating because they started genuinely well. The first 10 minutes, I want to say they looked like the better team and they were controlling. And then as soon as that Rupe hints, shorthand and goal, oh, well, you, you, I think you referenced it the other night, but the Bruce Boudreaux, you know, we're going to mope around and walk around and, oh, you know, it's not going out. It just declined. It was a free fall after that. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse and nothing could reel it in. An intermission couldn't. Multiple power plays at home in front of a hometown crowd, which I don't blame the hometown crowd for leaving. They, they, they weren't given a show. These people are paying money. They're, yeah. they're hard-earned money. To like come watch. like I, I don't blame them for booting as early as they did. Um, just It got progressively worse and worse and worse. And the people talking in the live chat right now, I think, have it exactly right. You should be outraged with this team's performance tonight because if you're sitting down to dedicate your precious time to watch them play hockey, they should at least put forth a top-notch effort, even if they're going to get beat by a better team. Dallas is a good team. They're not four goals when the Wild have six power plays better than them. That's for sure. And to your point, like, if you – because I, I think Dallas didn't get their first shot on goal till like, I, I don't know, seven minutes in – excuse me, into the game. But the reality is this. Yeah, if you paid for this game, you should be pissed off. This is an unacceptable performance. And the sequence I was thinking of was a week ago. So the Wild lost 3-1 to one to Calgary. Uh, a week ago Tuesday, and that's the game in which they didn't come out and play well, but then the second and third periods, they played well. They lost. Okay, that's not a great loss, and by the way, Calgary got beat by the Blackhawks, so, you know, and this is not a great Flames team, but then on Thursday night, Tampa Bay comes to town, and that's the 4-1 to loss in which you, you know, again, rolled over, and I saw that comment, and I agree with it. You know, this Matthew Boldy showing up and then not showing up is really getting tiresome. Um, he got a jump start with Hines. There's no question about that. And I thought, okay, let's see an extended period of this play because it's not hard to play hard. Like, like you can tell Boldy is an eye test guy for hundred percent, right? Like you can tell when he's playing hard and we're right back to where, where we were with Dino and Boldy. And when you are making you know, $49 million over seven years, that's not excusable. You can't do that. You can't no-show this amount of games. You need to be a top six guy. I don't care if Kirill Kaprizov is playing or not. I don't care who's playing. You are being paid to produce. And I think we're just back into what to one of these lulls. But, Age, what scares me is, you know, this is the lull of Jordan Greenway. Hell, this was the Charlie Coyle thing, too. And they're all the same type of player. I'm not saying that, that they're exactly alike, but they all have that power forward. you got to bring your game. And if you take a night off, you're not talented enough. You know, you don't have the natural talent to decide, I'm going to play hard tonight, but not for the next two nights. You've got to bring that style of game, that grit, that, you know, God bless them. Second period, at least, Felino, who missed the last game, with an injury, was flying around trying to hit guys, trying to get the team engaged. But the problem is, he was the one guy 
doing it and nobody seemed to care. I mean, that's really disturbing to me. Yeah. Um, to, to your boldy topic. I don't, I, I, it's frustrating because we know exactly what he can be and he's shown it that he can play at a high level for multiple games in a row. It's not like it's a, you know, Batman situation where sometimes there's the boldy signal up in the sky and sometimes we're going to pack it away. And commissioner, uh, commissioner Garen, if you will, is like, that's all right. No crime tonight, gents, nothing needed. Um, I don't, uh, I don't understand why a guy who just, we've, we've seen it enough. So maybe I shouldn't be shocked, but a guy that just got paid, um, I would, in a situation where the team superstar is out, I think all eyes drift to you next. Like you are the next piece of the puzzle there. You should be taking rain. You should be hungry enough to find that extra gear so that every night. And I want to say tonight, I saw that in shifts. Like there was a couple shifts where I was like, that's the Matt Boldy I want to see. That's the shift that he needed to turn it around. And then he gets out there again on the ice and it's just, you know, he looks like a fight. He looks like me out there in beer league, you know, we're going to do the, the gen, like the kind of the common room pass or, and all right, back to the bench. Hey guys, I'm already winded here. All right. So, um, I, I don't understand why we can't have Matt Boldy kick started. Um, I, I would, I would have assumed that the different pairings that John Hines has worked with, um, with all the injuries and stuff, something would have clicked, but if, if it comes down to, he has to have a guy like Kirill Kaprizov on the opposite, uh, opposite wing that's an issue matt boldy i think given the skill set that we've seen and just honestly his his frame he's a big enough strong enough kid to where he should be able to do this on his own he shouldn't need a supporting cast on a line he should be able to be a guy that is the main attraction i just need him to do that more consistently and he's got to figure it out this team is not going to have success if he's not doing it that's for sure I'm I just got the stat sheet. Uh Boldy tonight, a minus two, two shots on goal. Faber, four shots, but he again he he made a couple of not great plays. Uh this was not not one of his best games. He gets a little bit more of a pass from me personally because he's played so well. Um, and Faber's four shots led the team. It looks like Jules Eriksenek had three shots. I'm looking at uh at hits as well. Middleton with four, Felino with six. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of unacceptable things. What is your uh, stance on Volstead as far as when would you start him? And do you think it provides a spark for, for this group? Or are you essentially throwing the poor kid to the wolves? Because if they, you know, I mean, keep in mind, despite the bad, despite the not great goal by second in the second period, Flurry made some outstanding saves. The third period got away from everybody. Um, when would you start him? And are you afraid he's being thrown to the wolves or do you think they will actually rally? Although I hate to say that they wouldn't when Mark Andre Fleury was going for, uh, to pass Patrick Waugh with his 500, uh, what? 552 when it comes to victories, which, which would be second on the all time list. I hate to imply they weren't trying tonight for that guy. So yeah. And I think I said it the day after my initial, we, we kind of didn't know about Gustafson of whether or not he was going to miss significant time. I said, I don't think Marc-Andre Fleury can kind of keep it up. I, you know, the age is going to be a factor at some point since then he's been amazing. He's looked like he's 28 years old, you know, it, it's, he's been playing incredible. So I 
have to eat my words there. I have to apologize to him. Um, will will that go away eventually? I'm not sure. They have a quick turnaround uh, tomorrow off. Then they're down in Dallas taking on the same squad. I I would like to think we're not at the point of the season where we're going for PR stunts and where you're going to start Wallstead on the road solely because if they win, you get you have to celebrate that not in your own building and you can't get that. Um, I would like to hope we're not there. If if Mark Andre Fleury says he can go on Tuesday or on Wednesday, excuse me, I think you start him there. And then if Wallstead is going to start, it's going to be either Friday in Philadelphia or against Philadelphia at home, here, yep, or Saturday against the Coyotes. And the Coyotes are not. They're not no, a they're very not. bad team anymore, but right. they're also not good. Like they're they're um what's what's the cat what's the key word? They're they're spunky. They're yeah, you know, you know, they're they're grooving a little bit. They're they're on the come up, which is nice. Um, so either that Friday or Saturday, because you can't have Flurry, I think, after asking what you have uh of him go that back to back Friday and Saturday. So take your pick. Maybe it comes down to how Flurry looks on uh wednesday in kind of the i guess the amount of work that he does like if they turn things around and they dominate offensive pressure and they maintain the puck um a lot and he doesn't see maybe a lot of shots if he stays 25 and under and he doesn't have to do the splits three times in a game to hold the minute then maybe he goes on that uh that friday but i think wallstead probably gets the nod on saturday then if you turn to flurry on friday probably yeah i i saw that that you just uh had posted a comment from carson about how can this team be so damn bad on the power play? I looked it up. They're sort of more mid-pack now, like it was worse before. Um, but it's a good question, and the over six tonight was atrocious. I do wonder if you need to consider juggling your power plays, okay? So it seems to me, and this is more from an eye test, but it seems to me that the first grouping of Eric Zanek, Zuccarello, Rossi, Faber, and Boldy, um, they all love to pass the puck. We get a lot of passing. We get too much passing. Um, G seven seven is right with you there. He, he knows exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, but he's right. And 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 look. And the problem too is when Kirill now when Kirill's going well, it's a different story. But there was a lot of this season earlier on where Kirill would pass too. It's like Zuki back to Kirill, back to Zuki. It's like somebody shoot the damn puck. You're not going to create unless you shoot the puck. I'm not saying you should shoot it into a guy who's going to block it. I am saying you've got to try to get the puck on goal to create a rebound um, because not every power play goal has to be a Michelangelo work of art. Um, I wonder if it's time though, to try some different things here as far as personnel goes. I wonder if it's time to try and, mix things up to tr- to get to get some of these guys that are pass happy off the power play. I still despite the miscue, the gaff on the uh hands goal short-handed early in the game or in the first period. I still like Faber at the point cuz he mm-hmm. does look to shoot actually, but after that I am open to suggestions and um, I think that we're at we're at a point now where you can't look at what transpired tonight and not shuffle things up just a bit with that first power play and the second group as far as trying to cross pollinate those two groups a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to give Brock Faber a pass tonight. I jo- I jokingly I tweeted this out like th- what that is probably the one notable mistake that I've seen him make and like have in my memory this entire season. 
he got stripped again too on on what almost became that second yeah uh shorthanded goal where i don't know i don't know if that was more of a case of hints shooting the puck into flurry or just a great save but by that point the fans were so disgusted it didn't get nearly the pop that that save deserved yeah um when it comes to shuffling up i want to see this is where like the locker room comes into play you always hear about guys putting money on the board and that's you know it's like this guy's game or whatever something like that you know you're you're doing a little do something get, get some money on the board for just shots on the power play Whoever has the most at the end of the night takes all the cash. Do something. Have some sort of incentive because there should not be a, like you said, it, it's Kirill over to Zuki. Zuki back in another. It, we, we don't need to be playing, you know, catch here. This is not, this is not uh, the sandlot where Smalls is trying to learn to play catch with Dennis O'Leary here. You know, just, just shoot the puck. Uh, Brandon has it exactly right. Pucks on net. That's the very cliche thing to say in the hockey community, but guess what? It's cliche because it, it's got a, it's got a purpose. You know, it works. If you put pucks on that, especially not even on Matt Murray, who has played multiple games, Matt Murray, who's playing in his fourth career hockey game. Keep that in mind. Fourth career NHL game pucks on that is what you need here tonight. Um, there was one, there was one shot that I, I maybe I think is a little ill-advised and that was on the five on three. It was a quick, like give and go between Boldy and Rossi. And Rossi was at such a low angle. It was like the the rock star zone, if you want to call it that, where Danny Heatley famously like wanted a one-timer one time. Um, but that shot, you have to hit the net. Otherwise, you get exactly what he did, which is you miss and you break it out for the opposition. Dallas stars the other way, and it kills any momentum. So you need to have – look at, look at Alex Ovechkin. He's got his office because guess what? Even if he misses, he's going to, you know, he's going to shoot there, but when he misses, his team is still in the offensive zone. It goes to the corner and then it's a, you know, it's a foot race to get to the puck. I, I, I need the, I need this team to shoot more. There's, there's no reason there should be five on threes. I want to say that have zero like big chances being registered. You need to be shooting the puck much more often. And whether it's a one-timer from, you know, uh, that that's going to be congested or it's the Brock Faber tactical, you know, floating wrist shot from the blue line, get pucks to the front because like Brandon said, good things happen when you get there. Yeah. And if nothing else, you might get a rebound and oh. then you can put that in the net. It's really simple. Then What's that? Um, I, I'm <laughs> going through uh, the, the comments on my screen here too. For all of you, we're kidding about Brock. Faber's had a great year, okay? Oh, yeah. Nobody's a bigger part of the fan club. He has been outstanding. He blocked um, he blocked four shots tonight. He had four shots. He did not have a great game. He definitely turned over the puck a couple of times, but we're joking. We're joking. He has a chance to win the Calder Trophy now, too, because mm -hmm. Bedard's out. So um, don't, don't get upset. Don't get upset. This show is not down on Brock. It was just mm -hmm. a joke. I don't think there's a there's a more pro Brock Faber podcast on Apple or Spotify. I think we take that award. Okay, um, before we get done here, the flurry saves. I touched on it, but that glove save on Steele was absolutely incredible. That was absolutely, and I I tweeted this. I don't know if that's a in 2024. I don't know if there would be goalie coaches who are like, well, technically he was out of position and he was doing this or that. 
I, from the bottom of my heart, I don't care. I love saves <laughs> like that. I love guys flapping around. I love the glove. I mean, he's 40 or 39. He's still 39, right? Okay. The glove out of nowhere is it's incredible. I mean, that looks like a guy who's 22. So oh as, as painful as this game was, Hi, Jesse. As painful as this game was to watch, um, watching the exploits for two periods of this guy was, again, I'll say it for the thousandth time, an absolute delight. And that's not two consecutive games where he has made poster-like saves. The save against Columbus in OT, which was phenomenal. And this save where he has he has the the reflexes of a guy, you know, Again, who's 22, and he's 39 years old. Um, I for any goalie coaches out there that maybe turn to that you know are writing up their game plan for teaching tomorrow, that lesson plan for the next goalie, uh, like camp. Don't don't criticize that. That is the he that is the all star walking in where it's like, oh, um, you know he he's a little late to the party. No 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 no. Everybody else was early. The party starts when he gets there. If he wants to be out of position and make that save, guess what? He wasn't out of position. He made the save. That's Marc-Andre Fleury. That is like, that is years of goalie instincts. Just that that's not, he probably, the thing is, Judd, you're, he probably didn't even think about that. That was a instinctual, you know what? I heard the, you know, the ice scraping from the, the blade being moved across. So a shot's probably coming. Where's the most likely right here? I can't see it, but so that's where they're probably, Oh, look what I found early birthday for, for flower. Um, yeah, he, it's, it's, I'm such an awe that it's unfortunate that this play is being wasted on a team. Like we saw tonight. Um, I'm not saying, I think that, uh, this team can't, you know, earn him the next couple of wins and he can get a couple above Patrick Waugh, but um, it's it's just frustrating that the season has kind of gone how assume. it has because it, it, it's, it feels like it's being wasted. He's he's a 39-year-old playing at, yeah. a, like you said, a 22-year-old level. This is a phenomenal and amazing just display of, of – he's like a fine wine. He's only getting better, it seems like, at times. Sure, there's the occasional you drop the cork on the ground and you got to go chase it around while it you know, rolls away, but – um, God, it's just so much fun to watch him. Like it almost his he he's being put on display almost more because of how they're playing, which is yes. not really fair to him. But God, is it fun to watch as a fan? And selfishly, I'm ticked off. I wanted to see 552. Yeah, like 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 that was going to be cool. Um, he is doing things that I don't think goaltenders will do again because I don't think you're ever going to see guys play as much or as long. You know, Broder, Waugh, Flurry, that, that's a special group. And so, like, tonight was tonight would have been a great night. And, you know, through two periods, he did everything he in his power. I mean, this team couldn't score a goal. This no. team couldn't score a goal five on five. They couldn't score a goal with a, a man advantage. It was an absolute uh, cluster. I think the interesting question is this, is at some point in time, to your point, though. So, like, the feeling, it seems like, from a national perspective on Flower, is that this is it. He's not going to come back. Um, and if that's the case, do you, if you're Bill Guerin as the deadline approaches, and I mean, this does not look like a playoff team. Um, do you go, go to him and say, do you want to go to a team? You know, teams need help. Mm -hmm. um, I would hate to see that because selfishly, again, I would, I would like to see him if he's going 
to walk away. I would like to see the end here just because I love to watch the guy. Mm-hmm. He deserves that. And so, like, if he if he wants to go as a rental at the deadline, much like he came here at one point with the Black or, or in the trade with the Blackhawks, you know, do you go to do him once Gustafson's back and if Wallstead's playing and say, you know, Flower, if you if you want to go to Team X, Y, or Z and have a chance at one last cup, if you want that, it seems fair. Um, unfortunately, I think it could get to that because it's certainly to me, and I know guys are coming back, so but it's certainly not trending that this team with all of the lost points, right, and all of the lost mm-hmm. points in the Western Conference is going to have a chance. Yeah, and you said it exactly right. He earns that. Um, as long as whatever you're doing isn't what I believe the the result was in Vegas, where he found out about what is happening, like on Twitter. Um, oh yeah, that was BS. no. Like you, you need to treat the, and I'm sure the, the the front office will. Bill Guerin. I mean, he's talked about how you know the relationship that they have together. He's gonna treat him like one of the family, and I'm sure. As we get closer to that deadline, you know, within the next month or so, he's going to have that behind, that closed door conversation. Hey, here's where we're at. You're a smart guy. You've been in this league for a while. You know how this kind of goes. Um, you can tell with this team. What do you think? And it, I, it ultimately, I think, is going to come down to what Marc-Andre Fleury wants. Bill Guerin is not going to move him if there's any hesitation whatsoever. It's either... I want to stay here. I want to finish the year here. Even if that means if he's up front and says, I'm probably not going to come back here next year if I am playing, but I want to finish the year here. I don't want to make another midseason move. Or he wants uh, to try one more runner to cup because like you said, there are teams that still need help. Um, and I'm sure there's teams that would be more than willing to go after this flower that they've been seeing here from, uh, you know, bail the Minnesota wild out on multiple occasions, uh, stepping up with, their other younger, arguably number one goalie um, who was coming on before getting hurt, um, stepping up in that absence. Other teams would love that. It's just a matter of where he wants to go. And the bad part is there for Wild fans because you're going to have some people that are going to, I think, get irrationally upset because you're going to put everything with him to the decision. You're not going to have too much bartering. Uh, bar- you're not going to have a bargaining chip. You're, you're, if you If it's a seventh round pick, you know what? Frankly, you're going to have to take it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing, the only thing I think you can't say is future considerations because it's Mark Andre Fleury. You're, you got to get something, but that something is going to be pocket change at the end of the day. So it could be conditional. Round, yeah, exactly. That too. But it's know. not going to be a first round pick. No, like, but it could be conditional. No, but the thing is, if he, if with the way this season has looked, you're going to have to move him if he wants to, like out of respect. I, not right. a lot of not a lot of people get that. You can drive the carriage. Um, yes. position but Mark Andre Fleury does if he wants to get moved he, he can yeah and that and and just to to be clear this is not us saying he should be moved this is saying to what you just said out of respect for him yeah. he should be at he deserves that especially if this is it hey you know here's three playoff teams and if you don't don't want to be traded that that's fine too um last thing before we run here your thoughts on on the fact that it's clear Ryan Suter has joined the Chuck Knobloch Club, the AJ Przinsky Club, the club of people that come back here and get booed. Um, now, I get a little bit more because of the cross checks on Kaprizov in the playoffs last year. But your thoughts on Suter, who, keep in mind, was bought out here. He did not leave volunteer. He did not ask out your thoughts on the fact that uh, there seems to be 
um, quite the grudge. And every time that man touches the puck, I will say this, this crowd responds with booze. It's, it, it's pretty amazing to me because I'm, I'm over it personally. The, the cross checks don't help. And that, like that leaves a taste in my mouth, but not one to where every time he touches the puck, it's going to use up my, you know, my energy. Frankly, he and that is not worth my time. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm watching hockey. It's kind of part of the game as we've seen. And I, I'm not, are you going to do the same thing, um, with Brendan Dillon when he comes back to town at some point in his career, maybe they will. And that's to be seen. But, um, if that hadn't, if he hadn't had any cross checks on Kirill, I think at this point it's, it's phased out. Um, and he's not a flashy player. So that's the funny thing. It's like, he's the most, he's beige. Stay, stay Yeah. So it's not like, you know. Knobloch played baseball with an edge, right? Brzezinski played it with a massive edge. Um, yes, he's just beige. He's just sort of fits. I mean, and look, in the dude's prime, he was really good. But and he still plays a lot. But I mean, yeah, it's the most, it's the most like dude doesn't do anything. And what's so funny is, and and the same thing. Now, this made more sense at the time when he got when he signed here and left the Predators, the Nashville fans booed him. But, you know, what's funny about it is he gets booed when he's just, like, stick-handling the puck. He's not shooting the puck. He doesn't. What What did he have tonight for shots? I'm curious what, what his stat line was. And I'm sure I'm sure he already has checked this out because that's him. Uh, <laughs> he was a plus two, played 18-14. Oh, he played 18-14 in Faber, 24-15. I bet he's complaining about that right now. Not enough, um, not enough. One shot on goal. So, yeah, you're right. He's beige. I just think it's so funny now that he just gets booed, and it's like he's the one that was, and I agreed with it, but, I mean, he's the one that was shown the door. And that Dallas team is a nice team. They've got some they've got some veteran talent. I'm curious how far that, that they can go, and they could make a run in the Western Conference because they've got some really players. But that's a long playoff run for a lot of guys that aren't young. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. a long playoff run. I, I just, you know, Matt Duchesne, Sagan, who's a nice player, really good, but he's not young. Um, Jamie Ben Dodonov, who has been around forever. Yeah. Um, so it's not a young team, but I think it's pretty talented. Nonetheless, not really tested here tonight, nearly enough. No. Um, that that's going to be uh, there. I'm excited to see what they can do because that's really just, they, they are the, maybe the Pittsburgh penguins of the West where it's just, hmm. it's just a group of old guys going out and sure. They have some younger guys like Robertson is a great player. Wyatt yeah. Johnston. I like a lot. I know he went great. to the box a few times and I a little undisciplined, but that's a guy who is like as, as wild fans might like Marco Rossi, I don't think he's on Marco Rossi's level, but he's got that same frame and he's, he's just shifty. He's got, he's got a good shot. He's quick. He's speedy. He just kind of slips through the cracks. Um, He's a lot of fun. And I know um, Mira Heiskanen is hurt and he's not the youngest guy. He's not like an up and comer anymore. I think he's established himself that when he's healthy, you know, of top defenseman in the league, he's so much fun to watch. Like he's just so smooth on his skates. Um, When they're healthy, they're a very good team. But like you said, like, they have side. Oh, and Joe Pavelski. I mean, God, it's he just doesn't stop. His engine, his engine is just going to last forever. He's going. I think that, Suits went there be, because of Joe. 
Really? Wisconsin guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, I forget Wisconsin. They're big buddies, Wisconsin mm-hmm. guys. But Pavelski's unbelievable. And the, the thing with Pavelski where he deserves a ton of credit, he didn't get one tonight, but nobody tips pucks like that dude does. No. Like he is an expert. And he works his ass off. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he, he left the Sharks and he's old. And I think the feeling was okay. And I, I think Garen tried to get to get him here. But I think the feeling was like he's probably got a year or two left or whatever. And what you just said is right. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Same thing that we were talking about with Flurry. I mean, it looks like he is, he's turned back the clock. Um, He's got the Benjamin button. He, you know, he started old and he's just going to get younger. younger and better and spryer and quicker. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard like different players talk about him spending not just extra time, but hours after practice where they have different like assistants just rotate between shooting buckets of pucks for him to tip out front. And it's like, okay, they shoot a bucket, two buckets. All right. Hey, Joe, I'm sore. I got to go sit down. All right. Get the next guy out here. And it's just like, uh, you know, leave the keys. I'll lock up. And he's just out there tipping pucks into the, (laughs) into the midnight oil. So um, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's the type of guy that Johnson, uh, Johnson, excuse me. And Robertson are going to have to look up to get a lot of that work ethic and, uh, just learn from good mentor. Great stuff, man. Un- and I, I uh, did not comment, but the hat is classic. The North Thank Star you. hat. I love you. the North Star hat. It's fantastic. They stole our team, of course. And then they came here and beat the wild tonight. Very upsetting. Um, not a good game, but you know what? Judd's hockey show, good or bad. We are uh, coming at you. Probably have a couple more episodes as well. This week, including one with uh, Declan Goff and Jesse Pierce as well, who is sitting down the row from me here, hacking out a story right now on this disappointment. Appreciate the time um, that you spent with us. Of course, subscribe to all the Score North stuff, Purple Daily. We got uh, Flagrant Howells, Judd's Hockey Show, and uh, much, much more, including the Twins Show, because someday the Twins are going to do something. I'm just not sure when. He's AJ. I'm Judd. Have a great evening.